Well, 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 we are back into it. Katy Perry bringing us in, waking up in Vegas, because I'm going to tell you about my trip, my inter, uh, international, my overseas travel, and I did venture to Vegas. It was one of the first places I went. I'd been previous places, uh, you know, as to places previously as a kid, the GC, the Gold Coast, you know, Fiji a couple of times, I think maybe once, uh, Australia, and I'd been on uh, trips, Sydney, Melbourne, that sort of thing with mates, but a mate of mine wanted to go overseas and do a Kentucky of all things, C-O-N-T-I-K-I, look it up if you've got an idea what I'm talking about, but um, I was probably way too old to be on it, judging by the time we got there, I was like, fuck, do I have to spend a month with these people, god, this is going to be tough, young Australian girls, I tell you what, that is tough work. I thought an accounting degree was tough. This was tough at times. Anyway, I won't bore you with that side of it, but shit. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we went, uh, we went overseas. My mate wanted to go. I'm like, yep, I've sold, well, I'm going to sell my house at this stage. I was uh, not really enjoying my work back here in the NZ. I was doing 60-hour weeks, just putting it in for another firm and sort of going nowhere. Um, and we're going to go to the Olympics after that. So we scheduled sort of four weeks in the USA to do this Kentucky. Kentucky is what the Australians call it. Um, then we do a week in Mexico to dry out after the four weeks in uh, USA, which what we did to, to dry out is we booked an all-inclusive resort. Yep, real smart, real smart stuff to then dry out for a week before going to Rio for a couple of weeks to meet up with some people that we'd been to university with and uh, watch our mate compete in the sevens, in the rugby, the rugby sevens. Unfortunately, they didn't do so well that uh, year, but it was still cool to be there. But shit, it was scary going to Rio because there was, I don't even remember what was sort of happening in the world at that time, but there was uh, like the police and stuff over there, just roll, you get off the plane and people just, they got machine guns. It was very scary for a young lad that's grown up and not had much exposure to the old international travel. And there was some sort of virus going around at the time. I can't even remember what, but uh, everyone was pretty sort of scared of catching that. Uh, wasn't as fearful as what we're going through at the moment. Not that it seems to be um, comparable to that, but yeah, I, I can't even remember what that was. But anyway, that, that was sort of the seven-week journey. Then it was come back to New Zealand and get back into some work. Now, I'd never, like I told you in earlier ones, uh, earlier lessons of these, I'd never really been inspired to travel, and I kind of did it to just to see what all the fuss was about. But I guess much like I taught you or told you about in the sixth edition of this, I think it wasn't, yeah, pissing up in my 20s. That was kind of exactly what we did. We just went to a different country and did it. And don't get me wrong, I met some absolute outstanding people and had some some great times. Um, But really, like, the scene was set for this travel by, I think we turned up, we had to be on this bus at 6 a.m. and in Los Angeles and we'd been out till 4am 
and you know the infamous strip where people walk and see those stars and stuff. We were out, um, we were out there, and it seemed like a very didn't seem like it was on the TV. I'll give you the tip. It seemed kind of dangerous, and they led us into some random bar, and there was like no one in there because it was sort of closing. And I think we we asked for a drink, and then sort of said to my mate, "Here's a, here's a policeman." So he really had his wits about him. But I'm like, "Do you think we should be in here?" And I think we just smacked these drinks, which we don't even know what they were. I don't even think we had to pay for them. We just got out of there. Anyway, we've got to this bus at like six in the morning to start this Kentucky. And uh, the first stop was Las Vegas, and there was sort of three days in Las Vegas. We were already battling, hungover. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's interesting because I've listened to a lot of Americans talk about that's one of the things, like that's their bucket list. They go to Vegas for um, you know a week of their life or, or once, and they actually have this perception that they're going like, to completely change their life and win all this money and stuff. And with, I guess, a bit of my exposure and background with gambling, I just couldn't believe that that's actually what they believe. But it was pretty crazy to see some of the shit people were throwing down. And just um, it was just a different world over there. Right? It was something I would suggest you could experience if you if you do get the chance. If it's not your thing, I wouldn't go out of your way to do that. But like, just I think something that will never leave me is getting into this lift. And there was a family with their grandmother. And she was in a wheelchair. And they're on like a family vacation and they're all on the piss. Excuse my language. I'm just like, what is going on here? I'm like, this is just bizarre. And they were so happy. And everyone loves talking to you because you've got a Kiwi accent. And uh, you, you know, get to the ground floor and you're basically in the casino. And there's just, there's just casinos like everywhere you look. There's pokies and different forms of gambling. And um, fair to say, I didn't come out on the right side of the ledger and got beaten up a little bit. But uh, where it was getting dangerous, this trip, is that... As it went on, it went all through America. I actually, like, I had a really good time, but it was just repetitive. It was just on the bus, get to the new destination, get off, um, get, get, like, showered and be at this restaurant for dinner. Then we're back into the drink. Then we're either staying for another day or there's some sort of tour during the day. And it's back on the bus, rinse and repeat for, like, 27 days or something. Got some time in the Grand King, and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, le- learned a lot about America and American people and opened my eyes a little bit to how, you know, what just other things, just, just bigness, I guess, how massive uh, that country is and how small New Zealand really is. And um, I think maybe two thirds of the way through, I was starting to get itchy. Like, I just want to go home and I just, this isn't, this isn't for me. And I couldn't really enjoy myself, and I was not enjoying the the rinse repeat uh, drinking and just the the bullshit that was going on and the dramas and and uh, I was like journaling, I think, and someone's going like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just uh, just writing some ideas down." They're like, "What's you know, what's wrong with you?" I'm like, oh, "It's a great question." Has anyone a psychologist on this bus? But there wasn't, so it just. I knew I, could, I started to get this itch. I guess then I could distinctly feel it. Like um, I, I need to get back and I needed to start working, um, but I couldn't because I still had three weeks of this trip to go. And I remember having to sort of teach my or tell myself, like, mate, just enjoy this because this could be. I, I had no idea what was going to come, or what was going to happen when I come back to New Zealand. But I could just tell that when I did get back, some shit was about to start happening, and I, I sort of had to 
coach myself to be like, just enjoy this because this could be your last sort of three weeks of this sort of activity before your life could completely change. Who, who knows? So uh, I, I tried to enjoy the rest of the trip and I just did what I wanted to do and sort of stayed out of some of the dramas and the bullshit and had a, had a really good time uh, to finish off. And then we went to Mexico and stayed in Cancun for a week and it was just, again, it was all-inclusive, so it's like, well, we might as well make the most of it. But through this whole probably five weeks, it was, oh, well, like, who cares? Who cares about money? It's a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. Like More of those sort of attitudes, that carefree type attitude that I've been explaining in some of these other earlier stories. And I'd sold my house, like I told you, whilst I was overseas, so I had this influx of money. And I remember this feeling of you know, waking up one morning, I think, or we're on the bus, and... I think I was emailing back and forth trying to get things sorted and doing some admin and I I, I think the, the funds had all cleared and it was like, wow, you know, I've got a fair bit of coin behind me. Well, not behind me, but it's with access to. And again, like, this is a dangerous place to be. Access to cash on a effectively a seven-week travel drinking trip. Um, let's be honest about what it really was. And that carefree attitude and just like, oh, well, you know, might as well live it up while we're here, once in a lifetime experience, just go for it, all of that shit. Um, and so that's sort of, that's how I, how I played out the rest of that time. But before I went too, I used a cue card to finance my travel. Because again, I was doing things that I probably couldn't, well, I could afford to do them, but I was like, why, why use my money when I could use debt? And I think I had the right idea. Like, that is good if you understand how to use money. But I was then just getting myself back into that old, almost that old credit card style where I ended up going like, yeah, smart idea. I could pay this off over like 24 months rather than just having to hand over eight grand for this trip or whatever it ended up costing. And I thought I'll just pay it off interest-free over 18 months. And um, and I had to book everything for me and my mate. And so it, just, it was just easier as well. And he gave me the cash. And I was like, oh, I'll just pay, pay that off my cue card. But then did I? Not all of it. And yeah, more, more bad habits creeping in and just creating the same cycles that I'd gone through with different forms of finance. You know, earlier in these stories, it was um, financing couches and beds. And then it was okay, I'm going to use this cash to um, offset my mortgage. And then all of a sudden, I'm just funding a more expensive lifestyle. And eventually, you wake up and you go, well, now I need to pay this debt back. But my house sold, obviously, so I was able to pay back all of that pretty quickly anyway. And uh, the intention was, well, I'll come back to New Zealand, I'll start working, and I'll you know, pay down the rest of that, close that thing off and I'll still have a bit of money sitting there from selling my house as well. So that's um that that's what I did do as such. Like I didn't go over there and blow all of that money. But I tell you what, I made a real good crack or made a good fist of it anyway, that's for sure. Had an absolute hoor of a time. And we went to, to Rio and lived it up and um yeah it was uh it was a long time away from home for me to be rolling around with a backpack. And by the end of it, you know, I was on TV, I think, um, I think we got beaten by the Japanese and in the sevens, and there was a one-news report, and they're like, will you talk to the camera, you're wearing All Blacks jersey, I'm like, yeah, sweet, and uh, I'd, I'd been interviewed by the Japanese 
media and my stepbrother actually saw it, saw the Japanese article, and apparently, like, everyone was just taking the piss. They basically did the story taking the piss out of me because it's, like, saying how we're going to smash uh, Japan by 100 points and it's going to be a great start to the campaign. And Japan actually bit us, which was not supposed to happen, obviously. So I said to one news, like, yeah, well, look, I've already told Japanese media that... Um, you know, that we're going to uh, win by 100, so I've made a dick of myself already, which isn't uncommon. Uh, but anyway, my sister messaged me, and she's like, bro, like, you look yellow. I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, might just be the TV you're using. She's like, that's what happens when you've drunken too much, like your liver's starting to shut down. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you look like you've put on a lot of weight too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I guess it's been seven weeks of American food and different stuff and drinking and missing meals and... I just completely disrupted my routine of gym and all those things. I did go to the gym the odd time when I was over there and tried to do some exercise and stuff, but like it just goes out the window. And I'm sure if you've been on an extended holiday, you know, like you start to become a different person. And that's what was happening for me. You know, I was just in this cycle of unhealthiness. And internally, I think my uh, routine and discipline type character was going like fuck this you don't want to be here you want to be back at your desk you want to be building you want to be doing you want to be adding value you're just taking the piss at the moment that's really what I was doing just taking an alcohol every day just about and uh, it wasn't I mean I suppose it was unhealthy because it was like every single day but um, you know you 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 don't you ignore those things because you go well it's once in a lifetime I'm on bloody holiday and, and all that stuff but uh, you know, it was starting to catch up on me, but that was the towards the very end of the trip, and it was um, you know, it was time to come home shortly after that anyway. And I think we flew home via Argentina and got back, and yeah, we were two lads that were just uh, we were pretty washed up. That's probably a good way to put it. And I think I remember taking a photo. I went back to the gym maybe the following week and took a photo of myself, and was just like, wow, yeah, okay. Don't recognise that bloke from uh, seven weeks ago. And it was time to get back to work. Yeah, it was time to get back to Mahi. Uh, get up early, get in the back in the gym and get back into the doing of some work and stuff. And and so I went back to my job that I had prior to um, leaving and I, I wasn't like quitting the job. So I was just going for eight weeks. I was basically you know, just going overseas and I was always going to be coming back to that job. But um, that, that was kind of when it all sort of started for me where... I was like, well, I'm not going to the UK. That's not my path. I didn't like, didn't get heaps out of that travel. I don't know if I want to do that. Um, and I look like absolute shit compared to previously. And not, not really. I was just like, I've let myself get really unhealthy here. And it was like, what, what, what am I going to do? And I needed to start figuring that out. And I'm sure... Some of you will be able to relate to this and go, I've had those moments where you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to be doing and you just basically feel like you've kind of explored everything that you thought maybe that's what you wanted to do, um, but those things weren't it. So what I, what I do worry about for some people who see travel as this solution, I wonder if it's a, it's a mask over... Or, or buying themselves time to figure out, like, what do you actually want to do? And that's all good if you address the question of what do you want to do. But, and you have to try these things to then know. But I think some people, like, going away for seven weeks, that's not reality because that's not 
the rest of my life and I couldn't live like that and I think people that go on OEs and stuff too it's all good and well but again that's not reality and the way they look at travel is well that's the lens on my life that was the best time of my life and all these things but of course it is because you're away from all of your responsibilities usually you're not working you might be in some shitty job to get some income but you suck it up because you know it's only for three to six months or whatever and it's not real is often what I say to people who are um, you know massive on travel and things like that and and is that sustainable but like if you enjoy traveling then you know do it I'm not saying don't do it I'm just saying that it's you can't compare your life and the life you try to build to a year of travel an OE a seven-week bender uh, a whatever because it's just not you're like stepping into a video game for a small amount of time and you're trying to just absolutely live it up and get the most out of that video game while you're there while you've got the opportunity and then you step back into your normal life and it's like okay now I've got to get back to it so it's just something that I think that people that really rave about travel don't explain about travel is that that's then, you know, that's that's not necessarily reality. Yes, you've lived those experiences, but, you know, if you went and lived over there forever, would it be as good? And often we take things for granted that we have on our doorstep and, um, you know, it's for, for all of us Kiwis, people love coming here and they're like, what a beautiful country. And we're like, oh, you reckon? Well, yeah, I suppose so. So, you know, maybe um, a good reminder for us to not, not take things, things for granted too. Anyway, I was back into Auckland and uh, I guess post that bit of travel too, I, um, I, I very quickly back in the job was like, man, this isn't me, like, this isn't what I want to be doing. And then my mate who I travel with had come up a bit and we just sort of, we were trying to chase that high again of, oh, let's retell the stories of travel and the things we did and let's go catch up with some different people that are going to ask us about it because no one really cares again. You think, that you, you, you'll know this if you've been on a holiday, you've been away for a weekend or whatever, or a week, you think you'll get back to your work and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you're back, how was your trip? And that lasts for about 20 seconds, if people even ask, and they're like, cool story, need to check my fucking inbox and get on with it, catch, catch you over lunch one time, eh? Yeah, chances, that probably won't happen. So people are wrapped up in their own shit too, but we were trying to chase that high of, oh, you know, um, how good was that, and let's catch up with some other people, or let's try and find some of the people that we went travelling with, and let's go and see them and stuff. Um, but really, I think it was coming from a place of me not being content with the work I was doing or not being happy in other areas of my life, so I was trying to trying to find uh, some happiness or fulfilment or, or fun in other areas to mask the fact that I was going, I don't want to be in this job, I don't even really know what I want to do, and I don't really know where to from here. So that's... Uh, that's a little bit of my story from traveling. I want to just go back through it and just say, look, I, I had an amazing time and I loved it, but I just took some shit habits with me. And again, the financial side of things, I was like using finance to be able to do it. And uh, I got over there, I sold my house and I started living it up and was just like, ah, oh, you know, who cares? Let's get this round. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll go and do that. And oh, you know, I've just about missed this bus, maybe we should just catch another bus or, um, and just carefree again and using those sort of excuses of this is a once in a lifetime and stuff, uh, which I think, you know, there, there's merit to those types of attitudes at times, but 
I guess what I'm showing you now is that there's nearly a decade of the same thinking, these repetitive behaviours, the same mindset, and there's still no view to my future, my life, the career, what, what I really want to be building, how can I become self-sufficient, how can I stop relying on credit, how can I fix some of these underlying uh, miseducations of money and finance and things like that. So I'm trying to paint for you a picture of the, the journey that I was going through and how I kept bringing the same way of thinking into these different things that I was doing and, and share with you some of the things that I was noticing about myself in those times. I hope that you are finding these stories useful. They're a little bit of fun as well and you know, not necessarily always financially related, but I'm sure things that you can, uh, you can pull from these stories and things you can relate to. I could get a little bit deeper into some of these stories from Vegas, but I might have to put that behind a paywall or something because there's some grunty shit in there. But uh, we, did, we did have a, a really good time, and I'm getting to that stage in my life now. We are, like, not now, as in right now, but as in by the time I got back from this going, okay, Luke, what are we doing here? Something needs to change. So we're getting into the parts of the story where some things are about to change. So stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned and Katy Perry will take you through those in the coming days. See you tomorrow.